It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hi, everyone. You're live with Nisi, and I am your host, Opal Bailey. I'm going to talk today about how to deal with the holiday blues and how that the holiday can, at times, bring stress and we can endure and deal with depression. But I have tips for you on how to eliminate these um, stress and depression woes. So let's get into it. Tip number one. Acknowledge your feelings. If someone close to you have recently died or you can't be around the loved one that you have been around before, realize that it's normal to feel sadness and grief. It's okay to take time to cry and express your feelings. You can't force yourself to be happy just because it's the holiday season. And I just want to stop there because I can remember a time when a friend of mine, a really dear close young lady of mine, she had um, lost her mom and she kept coming to me and telling me there's something must be wrong with her, you know? And I said, why is that? She said, well, my friends say I need to get over it. It's been too long and I don't know what to do. So I said, well, everyone deal with grief loss differently so it's not that you have to hurry up and get over it, it's that you have feelings about it. So I totally agree with acknowledging your feelings. If you're sad, you're sad. If you're hurting, you're hurting. If you're not feeling the time right there you are in, then you have to just say, I'm just trying to cope. I'm trying to get through and know that it's okay because these are your true feelings. And it's best to express them rather than suppress them. Because when you're suppressing them, you feel that you can't be who you are. And not only will that bring stress to your body, because your body is taking on all of that stress um, signals, you also can feel that you can sit in a place and 
be in a dark place. It can cause you to be in a dark place and it can lead to depression. Now, depression is something that we all deal with because sometime or another, something don't work out right and we want to sit home. We don't want to go places. You know, I'm talking about that kind of depression, not your clinical depression. That's something totally different. But this depression and this stress comes from the holidays because we want to meet the expectations of our family. We want to make sure that our children have the toys that they want, regardless if we have the finances or not, because we have to get that toy. We have to make these gifts be present at that time when the holiday is here. So we don't want to feel let down. We don't want to let our children or our wives or our spouse or friends down by not having them. So we would take on even more stress in trying to figure out how many people we need to purchase for and how many gifts that we need to get them and who we need to have. And also the stress of making sure we didn't leave anyone out. So this is the tips that I'm giving you today. And it's from the Mayo Clinic staff that they said, hey, these are vital for this holiday season to help us along with stress and depression. Number two is reach out. If you feel lonely or isolated, seek out community, religious or other social events. They can offer support and companionship. Volunteering your time to help others also is a good way to lift up your spirits and broaden your friendships. Now, I can truly identify with this statement because there are times when I was lonely and there were times when I felt isolated because I was I had children and during that time I had no friends. No one came to visit me. And I decided one day to go and volunteer my time and my service to somewhere in a school. And it was the most fun thing that I ever did because not only did I feel like felt like I was a part of a community, I felt good when other people was around me and we both were talking about things that we can identify with. And out of that, I did have friendships. I did have really good long lasting still today friendships just by getting up and volunteering. We have to be able to do something. We can't just sit down and allow our situation to overtake us so that we don't do anything about it, but reach out and go do something, touch someone else's life. And I believe that saying is that when you're doing something for someone else, and if you're in pain and you, and you're helping someone, it makes you feel better. And it does. That is a true statement. It really will make you feel a part of the community. It will even bring friendships to you. But most of all, it will make you feel that you're special and that you're okay. Number three, be realistic. The holidays doesn't have to be perfect or even like it was last year. As family change and grow, traditions and rituals often change as well. Choose a few to hold on to and be open to creating new ones. For an example, If your adult children can't come to your house, find new ways to celebrate together, such as sharing pictures, emails, videos, you know, now today, texting, you know, Instagram. So there are ways that we can still connect 
to our loved ones, even if they can't get to us. We can be realistic about that. Number four is set aside your differences. Now, this is a big one because in my family, we we're constantly having differences. And at times I can be kind of judgmental because I feel that some people should be where, you know, they shouldn't be where they are now. And it still make me conscious of how I'm treating my family members too. But try to set fam- try to accept your family members and friends as they are, even if they don't live up to all of your expectations. Set aside grievances until a more appropriate time for discussion. And be understanding if others get upset or distressed when someone goes off the off the deep end and they fussing or they're upset about something they've done or they may have come to your home late when you've all prepared to be at on time and this one person always show up late and you start a whole conflict drama scene instead to just set aside the differences for that moment chances are they're feeling the effect of the holiday stress and depression too stick to a budget before you go gift and food shopping decide how much money you can afford to spend then stick to your budget don't try to buy happiness with a lot of over-the-top gifts which they're saying don't be trying to go and buy all of these gifts when you know that your budget is this amount And then you're going to go into your credit card and then it's going to escalate because you're trying to, again, meet the expectation of the of the people that you are bringing your, you know, you want to buy gifts for. Just be real. You know, I, you know, I just want to take a sidebar. We just need to be real. If we don't have it, then we just need to say, I don't have it this year. I want to be able to give everything. I want to be able to buy everything. But right now. I'm choosing to hold out for something else or I have one gift and we have to be okay with that. We tend to want to do more and our motives are opposite of that. Our motives is trying to get them to be happy when it's not the gifts at all because the gifts are temporary. The gifts, you could buy something right now in another two weeks. They want something else. It's done and over with. So be honest with your family and your friends. If you don't have it, just say you don't have it. For me personally, I had to really experience that with my girls because we were in a really tight, I mean, tight budget. And it was during Christmas time. And I know that some can relate to it and others can't, but it's okay. There was a time when I didn't have a, we, I couldn't afford a Christmas tree and All of my daughter's friends had Christmas trees, but I couldn't afford one. And so I felt really bad. I felt sad. I felt I disappointed them. I felt that they are, their Christmas is going to be miserable now. And all of the, the negative things that went through my mind, I felt that at that moment. And it carried me over even to my job. I kept thinking about it. And I thought about, oh, well, let me borrow from this person or this person to get the tree. I'll pay them back. But then I just said, no, I'm not going to do it. I could have done it, but I didn't do it. So what I did do is I created, we created a Christmas tree 
and we put it on our wall. And it was the most beautiful tree. And our kids, my kids even talk about it today and how it was different. It was very different, but that's where we were at. And I didn't have to prove to them that I loved them by giving them all this stuff, by giving them all the stuff that I felt they probably would have stopped playing with it or damage it anyway. But I wanted them to know that my love lasts beyond the tree. It carried over beyond Christmas. It went over, over and beyond New Year's. It was there and nothing that I had or did or nothing they could do or could not do would limit my love for them. And so as we put the tassels and the trimmings on, on the wall, and we even had the bulbs, we had the bulbs, we had the tassels, we had everything. And it looked just like a Christmas tree. And at the bottom of the tree, I had a box. It was an empty box. And I covered it over with a, um, I think it was a sheet or a cloth. And each child had a gift. And the gift that each child had, they played with it. We interacted with each other. We sat down and we all played together. And that's something that you can't take away. There's something, memories, you can't diminish them. They will never fade because they will always remember that Christmas when we didn't have a lot, but we had each other. We didn't have a lot of gifts, but we had each other. Mom didn't have a lot of money, but we had each other. And even today, that's still our philosophy. If we don't have it, we're not going to try to make it and get it and do because we want to please and show that we love each other. We know we love each other. And we don't have to try to stress ourselves out trying to get something that we know we don't have it to give. So stick to your budget. It's so beneficial. It will even make you happier. You will see that most of the time we spend our time and we spend our money giving to give, you know, giving gifts. And I'm not saying nothing is wrong with I'm talking. I'm not talking about don't buy your children or your family gifts, but don't let that be the first and foremost thing. And if something you can't give is the end of the world, just know that you're, you love them. And the most important gift you can give them is your time is being there with them during the holiday season. And even if for the families that are not there, you may be working out of town, out of state, just taking the time to call, just taking the time to let them know I'm thinking about you. Can't wait to get home. You're in my mind. You're in my thoughts. You're in my prayers. Those things, those memories, it supersedes any other gift that we could ever give. Okay. I'm going, I'm coming back now. Plan ahead, set aside specific days for shopping, baking, visiting friends, other activities, plan your menus, and then make your shopping list. That will help prevent last minute scrambling to buy forgotten items and make sure to line up your, the help that you need for your party and for the help that you need to clean up from your party. Learn to say no. 
Saying yes when you should say no can leave you feeling resentful and overwhelmed. Friends and colleagues will understand if you can't participate in every project or activity. And I just want to stop there and interject that, you know what, not only they will understand if you can't participate in every project and activity, but you know what, you also need to understand if they say no, that they can't participate in every project and every activity. Because for me, when um, I'm planning something and, you know, I'm over the outreach ministry at my church and I'm always planning something in the community. And sometimes I get bothered and stressed and overwhelmed when someone is not able to participate. And so I've learned that, you know what, it's okay if they don't, they may be able to do something at a later time. And I found out by me thinking, changing my thoughts about that, it helped me to stay calm. It helped me to continue to flow and stay focused on what I need to do. And it also helped me not to look at them in a different light because we can also look at people differently when something is we don't want them, you know, we want them to do something for us. If it's not possible to say no when your boss asks you to work overtime, try to remember something else from your agenda to make up that lost time. Don't abandon healthy habits. Don't let the holidays become a free for all. Overindulge only adds to your stress and guilt. Try these suggestions. Have a healthy snack before the holiday party so that you don't over overload on sweets, cheese, and drinks. Get plenty of sleep. Incorporate regular daily activities. Take a breather. Make some time for yourself. Spending just 15 minutes alone without distractions may refresh you enough to handle everything you need to do. Find something that reduces stress by clearing your mind, slowing your breathing and restoring your inner self. And for me, that is a big thing because I feel I am constantly on the go. But there are times when, for instance, today, after um, seeing my client, I was able to go walk along, walk on the beach. And it was so refreshing. I was able to spend 15 minutes just walking on the water, walking on the beach and seeing the different seashells and experiencing uh, the different, the view of the birds and people coming out fishing and being able to talk to some of the people you know, about their catch and where they're from and different things. It does something wonderful to you. It really does refresh you. It really does calm you. And it slowed me down. And it also calmed me so that I can continue on and do what I need to do for my for the rest of my day. And another suggestion and options that they offer is taking a walk at night and stargazing. Listen to smooth music or get a massage. So those are some good tips, especially during this holiday season, when we do feel overwhelmed, when we do feel that we have to continue to run and we're in the hustle and the bustle of getting everything in order, we can become stressed. It is evident, but the tips will also help you to know how to eliminate or how to minimize the stress. 
So if you wanted to know more about the different tips um, that, or if you want to read upon more, you can go to www.mayoclinic.org and you can just type in tips for the holiday, stress or depression or family issues or whatever you want to deal with through this um, through this holiday season. You can go right on their website and they have all the information, all the resources that you would need. And if it's not something that you're dealing with and you may know someone who's dealing with these um, situations or overcoming a lot of unnecessary or extra stress, then just share that information. Just pass it along. And finally, I want to say, take control of the holidays. Don't let the holidays become something you dread. Instead, take steps to prevent the stress and depression that can descend during the holidays. Learn to recognize your holiday triggers, such as financial pressures, the demand of having to overspend the demand of having to meet every expectation and obligation, which will help you to avoid the meltdown. It will help you to be more focused. You will be able to plan better. You'll be able to think better. And it said that you'll even be at peaceful. So I just wanted to share with you another story about my holidays. Um, like, well, I'll just share with you about the one that I had last year. Um, this was during a time when one of my daughter was very, very ill. And it was very stressful for me at that moment because I couldn't really get to her at that time that I wanted to get to her. And um, having information brought to me over the phone and different things was very stressful. And at a point in time, I did get it. I did get depressed. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to eat. And it was because I wanted to be where she was at. I wanted to be where she, so I can be there and see what's really going on. I can ask questions and I can input, have that input and I can just be available. Um, but what happened was I was still able to go to her, but it wasn't the time that I wanted. It wasn't in that time frame, And that made me anxious. That made me stressful. Because I didn't have the finances at that moment. I didn't know how I was going to get the finances. And at the same time, I felt, well, I'm not a mom. I'm not good. I'm not a good mom because I should be there already. Oh, you know, and so all of these things, all of these negative thoughts and all of the problems that comes up when you're stressed and when something doesn't go right, we automatically focus on us. We focus inwardly. So during that time, like, again, I said, I was able to get to her and it felt, I felt better. I felt I was at the place, right place at the right time. And no matter how much anxious I was and how worried I was through doing that time, I looked at the situation. I looked at where we were, we were there together. And the moment that I saw that, you know what, it didn't matter how hard it was to get here. Or when I was able to get here, the point was I I arrived. I made it. I was there for her. And we spent that time together. We spent that time loving on her. And she was able to come out of the hospital. And the other rest of my daughters was there. And my sister, she came down from Norfolk. And different 
family members came to her house and we just had a really good time. We took pictures, we ate, we played music. I believe we even did karaoke, but you know what? The sad time, it, it just went away. Cause when you in the situation and you're very stressful and it can be overwhelming, I just sat there and I just looked at how much love, how much love that she had, how much love I had to give her. And when I was dealing with it, it was hard. I had to pray. You know, I'm a woman of faith. And even as people, even as Christians, we go through things. We deal with situations that we do not want to go through. Or we feel like we don't have to go through them because we're Christians, you know. But I went through that. I felt, I felt helpless trying to get to her and I couldn't get to her. I felt, what is, is she going to make it? Is she going to be okay? Is, it was all the information given to me that I needed to know. Was anything being held back? You know, because I'm a person, because my daughter's been sick, you know, a lot. She's get, she's better. She's even on the process, still getting better now. Still, I'm the one in the family that was that will ask questions. So I want to know everything. And I'm going to ask until I'm I'm finished with it. And so trying to depend on other family members to relay things. And it wasn't coming across the way it should be. And some of the information wasn't you know, reliable. I became so upset. I became so anxious and worried. Will I get there? Will she be okay? And in that stressful time, in that pain of not knowing if I was one going to get there, when I would get there, will I get there at the right time? My heart was just sinking as I was driving, as I was just thinking about her. My mind was just overwrought with my daughter. I got to get to my daughter. What's going on? You know, and then when we get there, it was like a breath of fresh air because it wasn't as bad as it we thought it would be. It still was bad, but it wasn't as bad as we thought it would be. And and again, she was able to come home. But it put me in a caregiver state. And it was something that I wasn't expecting. I didn't think to uh, prepare for it. It wasn't something that, you know, I was ready for. But I was in it. And so I knew in order for me to look beyond how I feel, to look beyond what I see, I had to pray. I had to believe that, God, you're here with me. You're going to walk me through this. You're going to walk us through this, and it's going to get better. And I kept praying, and I just asked the Lord to help me clear my mind, help me to think on things that are pleasant, think on things, show me something in the situation that is good. And you know what? He would, tell, he would show us. He would show us something good even in the most heart aching, retching, confused, unstable situation, God will show you something good to focus on. And when he showed me that we were there together, the love for my family and that, that came from different parts of the city, that's all that mattered. He let me know how 
damaging worry and anxiety can be because when you're worried, I know when I was worried and I was anxious, I wasn't thinking clearly. I was speeding and I was just trying to get there. I was reckless on the road. All those things comes in play because you're just nervous. But when he reminded me to pray and he reminded me that he's the one that's going to take care of it and he's with me, I don't have to be worried. I don't have to be anxious. I could just pray and know that and give it to him. And he can help me stand through the midst of my situation, in the midst of my pain, in the midst of my uncertainty. God was there for us and he still is and will always be. And now when I looked at just last Christmas, just one year ago, to where my daughter was so tattered and so broken and so torn, so sick, to where I see her now. And I thank God for that. I thank God that he helped me to see that in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of our stress, in the midst of the feeling depressed or isolated or lonely, that he's there for us. He promised that he would never leave or forsake us. We just have to remind ourselves that he's here with us. Even when we don't understand what's going on in our lives, even when we don't understand what we need to do or what we shouldn't do, or how to deal with situations or circumstances. So the greatest Christmas present that you can deal with is pray and enjoy your family. Enjoy the times that you have together. Don't stress over all of the presents and all of the agendas that we know that you have to do and it has to get done. But take the time and prepare yourself before you even go and do it. This is a suggestion. If listen to some like like they said, listen to some music before you have to go into the grocery store or prepare meals or something. Take a moment and just listen to some music or dance around the house or do something to prepare you to move forward and do what you need to do for your family and your friends. You're live with Nisi. I am your host, Opal Bailey. God bless you. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.